0: Welcome to the spring break edition of the USC Christian Challenge podcast. Right here, you're going to hear all of the roundtable discussions that are important for you and your ministry. You can learn more about us at uscchristianchallenge.com or find us on social media at USC Challenge. Let's join Jeremy Walker, already in progress, as he talks about what it looks like to be a good friend. And so, what could be an encouragement? Uh, And then next, you know, a good friend never fills gaps with suspicion, but they choose to trust. You know, First Corinthians thirteen seven says, it says it, but speaking about love, it says it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. You know, that always trust part is the part I'm focusing on there. You know, it's, it's very, there's going to be times when you're going to have friends and people around you that they're not going to meet an expectation you have. They're going to show up late. They're going to you know, have a bad attitude, something's gonna happen. And you can choose to fill that gap with suspicion, like, oh, they're probably being a jerk or they're probably doing that. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Whatever this narrative you want, I guarantee you, not only does that tear you up on the inside, but that will make you not be able to be loving to them in situations. And so it's better to just come up with the most amazingly plausible you know, trustworthy statement, you could think about why they're running late, why they're doing what they're doing, and then choose to treat them relating off that. And yeah, is there going to be the occasional time that that's not going to be accurate, and you're going to get taken advantage of? Probably. But you know what, why not get taken advantage of once every, you know, so often, and not have bitterness in your heart and really love people well, and constantly going around going no one's ever going to get the best of me, but I'm bitter and angry and no one wants to hang out with me. And, you know, and it's like, no, fill, fill gaps with trust. Don't fill gaps with suspicion. It doesn't help. Um, and then, you know, next, a good friend defends th- their, their friends. Um, Psalm 105, Psalm 101.5 says, whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. Let me ask you, do you stick up for your friends? Not just when they're around. I mean, and maybe even then too, do you your friends, but when they're not around, you know, if someone cracks a joke or starts bagging on one of your friends, when they're not around, do you go, well, <laughs> glad it's not me. Or do you even join in and go, yeah, they are the worst. You know, it's like, or do you go, Hey, you know what? They're, they're my friend. We're not going to talk about them that way. And actually I'm going to speak well of them, even if that makes me look like that guy, you know, because that's just, what's right. You know? I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to have a good friend that will defend you even when you're not around, but that's what a good friend does. Um, and then, you know, next, a good friend shares truth. You know, Proverbs 27, six says wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Um, and Ephesians 425 says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. If we are all members of one body, you know, uh, a good friend, they they accept you for who you are, but they're also willing to tell you the truth because they want you to become the man or woman that God has intended for you to be. And even if that is, you know, stings in the moment, kind of what a quote that Aaron has said before, you guys probably heard, you know, ow, that helps. It's like, yeah, that's right. Sometimes truth is like that. Ow, that helps. like, uh, and But if they're a friend who loves you, you can trust that You know what? It's for your best interest because there's only two kinds of people that will tell you the truth all the time: those who love you and those who hate you. Those who are indifferent just won't even bother with it; they just ignore you, you know. And so, if they're a good friend and they're telling you something that's hurtful but it's truth, you ought to listen to it. Um, And then another thing, but see, that takes courage because see, a lot of times we think, "Well, I don't want them to not like me." And you think, "Well, would you rather them succeed and do well and not like you for a little while, or always think you're amazing?" and screw up their life, but see, that's what a good friend does, is they're willing to tell the truth, um, and then a good friend helps others with their goals, you know, Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves, each of you should look not only at your own interest, but also to the interest of others, you know, it is great to have, to be that kind of friend that, you know, you we all have busy things and the stuff we got to get done, but to be able to say, Hey, you know what? Um, well, I really want to help you with what's going on in your, in your agenda as best I can. I mean, I still need to be faithful to what guys put on my plate, but if, if it means some inconvenience for me to help you accomplish things that are on your plate to get done, then I want to do that. I want to be a help, you know, but rarely does that. We have friends that are like that. A lot of times we're like, well, you, you know, i I'm, I'm, I'm fine with getting together when it's, you know, related to fun stuff like games and movies and and eating out, but like actually help you with work. And I'm not going to get something out of it as a result of it just to be a help. I don't Why would you do that? That's because that's what a good friend does. You know, they help people out with their stuff. Um, And then the next, you know, a good friend inclines their heart to listen. This is one of those stretching ones because I needed. I wanted to use listen, but you know, there's no L in friendship. So I said, incline your heart to listen, uh, <laughs> or inclined your ear to listen. James one nineteen says, uh, "My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry." You know, you want to be a kind of friend that um, people know that they can come to you, and they can just uh, un- unburden their heart as they talk to you because they know that you're going to listen. Um, well, and you're not gonna just make the conversation about you, or a- ignore them or take over because you want to share whatever. I mean, uh, it's obviously relationships need to go two ways. But be a, be a kind of friend who can just sit and listen. You know, listen. Let someone just share what's going on. And guys, you know, we we know wisely when to just listen and when to not offer advice. When a girl's sharing, she is not always wanting your opinion. She is sometimes just wanting to share. And guys, we don't get that because we think, well, I only share because I'm wanting their advice, (laughs) you know, but that's not always true with girls. Um, And so, amen, girls. Uh, All right, next, uh, we want to, a good friend prays for others. Good friend prays for others. Colossians 4.12, you know, I want to be a kind of guy like this, you know, this guy. And it says, "Uh, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He's always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. And I think, man, I would love to be described like that. You know, hey, you know what, Jeremy? I know that no matter what's going on with him, he is always wrestling in prayer for me, that I may stand mature and fully assured in my walk with God. Like, do you you take time out of your schedule to go to bat, you know, in prayer for your friends? Or do you just kind of go, well, that's a bummer they're having a hard day. Sure hope they do better, you know, or do you take time to pray? That's 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 battling, right? That's hard. And then last but not least, I know, a good friend spurs others on to walk with God. Um, Proverbs 27, there's two verses there. One of them, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man uh, sharpens another. Um, you know, a good friend, they talk about things that God's doing in their lives and they ask about, hey, what's God doing in your life? And they set the pace in their words and their attitudes and their actions, and they call forward, you know, their friends to be the men and women that God has called them to be. You know, they spur their friends on to walk with God. Sometimes we think, oh, a good friend, you know, just gives, the, gives you room to kind of screw around and do whatever, and they won't call you on it because that's a good friend. You know, they're not going to call me on my stuff. You know, they're not going to spur me on or challenge me. Actually, no, that's just pretty much any bystander on the street will do that. <laughs> you know? A good friend will actually spur you on and not just, ride your, not just ride your butt about it, but actually encourage you and spur you on set the pace and run with you to help you walk with God. So those are just, you know, a few thoughts of, on what it means to be a good friend. I want to go ahead and stop there and spend the rest of our time. Just take, field any questions about that or things that else that you've come up with that you have questions on. I am all ears. I'm going to listen now. Thank you for listening to me. Time-wise, we have six more minutes. Oh, six more minutes. Great. Some room to spare. What I, questions do you guys have, or comments or thoughts? Chandler, were you going to say something? I do, I, I have a question, Jeremy. Um, yeah. So I think there's a couple of us who are in this room who are about to graduate, how do we like, how do you practically begin to make some of those friends in close relationships, you know, for some of us who are kind of moving on and gonna be in kind of very different situations in a couple months now? Yeah, um, well, as you're implementing these with people, what I found is like the people who I end up making good friends with and- post-college, or people that I end up really, um, you know, kind of being shoulder to shoulder with and getting after trying to walk with Jesus and make disciples, like, what what I, what you'll find is you, the people you, um, at least in my experience and watching other people, you end up having closer friendships with people who share values, not just with interests. A lot of my good friends, we don't, we don't have all the same interests. In fact, we're very different, but we have similar values and hearts. And so God has just kind of begun to wire our hearts together. And I didn't set out to be this person or that person's really good friend. We just were both trying to get after walking with God. And we realized, hey, we're doing this together. And so we just began to partner together more. So that's going to be sometimes with Christians in your neighborhood or, you know, at, at your church, uh, that whatever you're plugged into, or maybe if there's a, another believer at work. But, uh, but as you initiate to get time with people and to co labor with them, God will be able to knit your hearts together on that. And so that's one of the beautiful things about the Great Commission, I think, is as you, Chandler, as you're set out to do that and keeping your eyes out to look to who you can do that with, it kind of kills two, kills two birds with one stone. You, you end up developing some real heart friends, but you also really accomplish the mission God has for us. Other other questions, guys, or girls? I say guys in that generic sense. Which one of these uh, words or ideas of being a good friend do you think you need to be taking the next step in and working on? Uh, I guess I'll break the silence again. Uh, I, I would definitely say initiates. Um, totally felt it when you said like, guys, like you'll be waiting around forever to wait for them to initiate. And that's definitely me. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the best at initiating conversations and hanging out with people, even like some of my best friends, like it's still, I'm always like, oh, oh I should probably get time with them. And then it's like a couple weeks go by. It's like, oh, never really reached out to them. Maybe I'll do that soon. And then. Yeah. So initiating is something I definitely need to need to get on track with. Yeah. And it's even harder with people when they're not around. It's like out of sight, out of mind. One of the things I did just really helped practically with that is, um, you know, I had a decent commute from work every day. And so I figured out, okay, who are some a handful of friends? I can't be close to everybody. Who are a handful of friends I want to, you know, regularly just stay in touch with their life? And I had a few that I was like, I want to stay in touch with these people weekly. And a few that I want to stay in touch with about every two weeks. And a few, if we caught up once a month, that was enough. And then I just made a point to call those people that often, you know. And this person, I, you know, all right, the, these days on the way home from work, I'm going to call this person. Or we're going to chat. And this person, you know, once a month, I'm going to try to reach out to him. And I just put it in my calendar, you know, and then chat with them or a breakfast or whatever it was, you know. It's amazing how much we intend to do things, but if we don't put it on our calendar, it just doesn't happen, you know? Good intentions, again, filling gaps with trust. I'm sure those guys wanna hang out with me too, but they didn't put it in their schedules Yeah, echoing what Chandler just uh, I talked about initiating, I, I, I feel the same way. I guess like another one, another category, I think I could work on is in uh, my ear to listen, um, mm-hmm. was I, I feel like I habitually, at least like in conversations like, and uh, and maybe I guess like things like debates too, but um, I found myself like a lot of times like uh, subconsciously like only listening to to respond mm-hmm. instead of listening to actually listen, and I feel like that's something I could definitely work on. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. What are some other ones you guys need to work on? Is that Kaleo? Sorry. Indeed, it is. Um, I, I think for me, that help others with their goals, um, and also like I, I think this falls under that, but really like rejoicing um, in their accomplishments. Yeah. Because um, I feel like sometimes like somebody would be, like tell me something that they're very clearly excited about. And I'm like, I do not feel that excited, but I feel like as a good friend, that's important. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sometimes we don't feel like excited because it's just like it's of no interest to us. And other times that we don't feel excited just because we're just jealous. We're like, dang it, you got that, you know? And I think, boy, I, I, I'm doing that with that with my daughter right now who's, you know, almost six is like, that's a conversation we have a lot of like, hey, Corey, how do you fight uh, jealousy and bitterness? What, you, you thank God for what you have and you celebrate like crazy when other people have successes, you know, don't. But if you sit there and go, oh, no, I didn't. It's like, no, no, we're not going there. It's like, celebrate them and that makes it a lot more exciting cuz then you have more to celebrate, right? It's like I get to celebrate when I do well and when other people Yeah. Do well. so like... And honestly, if you don't, you're going to find out none of your friends are going to tell you when their things are going well for them in life cuz they just know, oh, that person's just going to that just give them another, you know, opportunity to moan about why they don't have what I have and I'm not I just, I'm not going to share with them, you know. Is there anything that did it make sense from the things that kind of ran through pretty quickly? Or you're thinking like, what would that look like practically at all? Yeah, so I, so I have a a really close friend, uh, but something that I find sometimes hard to, it's like, so, um, how do you enjoy a friendship? Because, you know, I think all this advice is really good like, on on maintaining and being like a good friend and initiating and, mm-hmm. you know, almost like like you're nurturing a friendship. Yeah. But I definitely do have friends that do all of this and it's almost like, you know, it's like, they're, they're, how do you enjoy uh, I know it sounds super like abstract, but um, how, like how, you do not- you, how do you communicate to them that you're enjoying the relationship? Is that what you're asking? Or how do you, or you're saying, how do you, you don't enjoy them and you want to enjoy them? Well, how would you answer that question that you post for sure? The first one or the second one? The second one. The second oh, the one. second how one. Would I, um would I enjoy? Like, you know, like on paper, like, you know, all of this looks good right yeah. but um but you know there's it just doesn't it doesn't seem enjoyable sure yeah well i mean i would just ask and and if lo is up here to start her a second but i'll just finish with this eduardo i i would say uh you know ask god uh and maybe even have some other friends help probe what what it is that's causing you from enjoying that relationship you know is there something that, that just under the surface kind of bugs you about him, like you know as to why you're not enjoying it uh, or, you know, see if there's anything there. And then if there's not, I would just, you know, it's amazing when you begin to act in a certain way, your body responds. And so when you physically, like, smile and enjoy them and say, man, hey, I'm, I'm really grateful to be around you. Like, I enjoy our friendship. And you practice thanking God for them. It's amazing how your heart and emotions begin to line up with that, you know. So I, w- I would begin to start there maybe get some probing for other people, ask God to probe that for you and then practice enjoying them. So, Hey, I'm going to wrap up and let Ifalola uh, take over here. And um, if you guys have any other questions, you know where to find me. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the time. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Spring Break Edition of the USC Christian Challenge podcast. You can subscribe and listen to new and archived episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you like what you heard, leave us a rating and review on iTunes because it helps us reach others with these resources. Once again, you can learn more about us at uscchristianchallenge.com or find us on social media at USC Challenge.